Attorney General Garland, let, let me just ask you, d- does your department have a problem with anti-Catholic violence? Attorney General Merrick Garland getting the Inquisition treatment from lawmakers on Capitol Hill, including Josh Hawley, the senator who wants to know whether or not there is an issue with Catholics. It all comes amid accusations that Catholic Americans are being unfairly and deliberately targeted, as well as profiled by the FBI. Wow, this was something. On top of that, Merrick Garland told lawmakers that the reason we are not designating Mexican drug cartels as terror organizations has to do with diplomacy. In other words, it might cause diplomatic friction with Mexico if we went so far as to label them terror organizations for all the terror that they're causing. State Department apparently doesn't want to hurt anybody's feelings down there in Mexico. The administration ought to take a look over at Chicago right now because you know what? When you allow crime to run rampant, when you leave your city in such a vulnerable state, eventually it catches up to you. Lori Lightfoot, out. The first incumbent to lose her job in 40 years there in the Windy City because people have had enough. This is a good sign, everyone. It's a very good sign. Americans, we want our country back. And just as Tesla talks about its new plans for the future. Elon Musk had a very important analyst day on Wednesday. Well, China has a warning for Mr. Musk. Don't you go talking about that Wuhan lab, Elon, as the U.S. Energy Department and the FBI confirm that COVID-19 most likely originated in China. You know, if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck. The CCP wants to sweep that intel so far under the rug, going so far as to now threaten the new CEO of Twitter. I've got all the details. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Trish Regan Show. You know, I don't always do this, but I'm just going to very quickly say right off the bat, it would be wonderful to have you subscribe to my newsletter at Trish Intel, trishintel.com. That's my website. There's a little pop-up there. Subscribe to the newsletter so we have a direct connection at all times. I'd really appreciate that because you know what? It is getting crazy, and I've certainly dealt with my share of crazy, and I've seen it up close and personal over the last couple of years. But nonetheless, it's getting even more wild. A quick shout out before we move on to my friends over at Legacy Precious Metals, Legacy PM Investments. That's the place that you need to go if you're looking to buy gold or silver. Talking about all the craziness in the world right now, right? You can get a free investing guide there, LegacyPMInvestments.com. Well, the FBI and the Attorney General, they're under a whole lot of fire right now. There's the the one thing that's going on, right? We still have this border crisis. The amount of fentanyl. We're now talking like zombie drugs. You've probably seen the headlines about the zombie drugs. This stuff is more potent than anything else we have seen. We've got these horrific, horrible drugs, derivatives of fentanyl coming into this country through our very porous border. And people are saying, what are you going to do? Like, you got to do something at some point. So Merrick Garland was asked... Can we just label these drug cartels as terror organizations? Apparently you can't. Apparently you can't. Because according to this administration, the State Department's not going to like that much. I don't like the State Department very much these days, do you? Given how they got out of Afghanistan, given what's going on there in Ukraine, given the extremely tenuous and vulnerable situation with China right now. Anyway, the State Department doesn't want us labeling them terror organizations because it would cause some problems. You know why it would cause some problems? 
because unfortunately too many of the elites in Mexico have their hands in the cookie jar. And so it would mean a whole lot of people would ultimately be sanctioned and nobody wants to apparently embark on that too tough for diplomatic relations. But I'll just say this, this is too tough on the American people. We are losing too many people to these drugs. You heard me talk the other day about the root cause of all this. Kamala Harris, listen up. It turns out the root cause is actually China. That's where all of this stuff is originating. So the fentanyl is coming from China, going up through our porous border, being carried by the likes of these horrific Mexican drug cartels, and we're too scared to do anything about it. And so our people are dying. Listen, this could very well be payback. I said this the other day. China has never forgiven us for the opioids that we trafficked illegally at the time in the 1800s into China through uh none other than its porous southern border. See how this goes around. Well, the West made a ton of money off of it. The Americans, the Brits, the French, the Germans. And so you got to ask yourself, given how bitter China is to this day about the opioid wars and all that followed, they call it 100 years of humiliation, you got to wonder how much they're really driving this. We got big, big problems, big problems on the border, big problems with China, big problems still in Ukraine where we just keep writing checks. I'd like to know where all this money is coming from as we're trying to revamp Social Security and up the retirement age because we don't have enough money for ourselves. But have you noticed the kind of self-loathing that's going on? We seem to kind of hate ourselves as Americans. We're trying to totally diss our history, our culture, our work ethic, some of the things that have made us as strong as we are. And now we're, we're attacking ourselves and we're attacking our own. This is, by the way, exactly where China wants us, exactly where they want us. So listen to this. I want you to hear what happened, the exchange between Senator Hawley and Merrick Garland. Do you know what an RTC is? <laughs> Have you heard of that? So, so this stands for Radical Traditionalist Catholic. It seems if you're a traditional Catholic that likes to go and listen to your Mass in Latin, because maybe it reminds you of something, maybe it reminds you of your childhood. When I was a little kid, we had a few Masses in Latin. My parents, they always had Masses in Latin. That's what Irish Catholics did, whether they understood it or not. And for a lot of people, there's a calming sense to that. And then there are those people that do actually understand the Latin and they go and they listen. Well, apparently, if you go and listen to a Latin mass and you're Catholic, then you are now at risk for being profiled by the FBI. The FBI and then the attorney general, they're currently under fire because of this leaked memo that came out. It was an anti-Catholic internal FBI memo identifying certain individuals as these RTCs, radical traditionalist Catholics, and potentially racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists. So one Catholic family was already the victim of such profiling. Senator Hawley absolutely tore into Garland. Listen to this. Attorney General Garland, let let me just ask you, does your department have a problem with anti-Catholic bias? uh, Our department um, is... uh... Uh, 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 protects all religions um, and all ideologies. It does not have 
uh, any uh, bias against any religion of any kind. Well, you could have surprised me because given the resources that you are expending and the apparently intelligence assets that you are deploying against Catholics, it appears, and other people of faith while simultaneously turning a blind eye while people are executed gang style on the streets of our cities, including in my home state, I, your answer frankly surprises me. Let's talk about the Mark Hout case. Oh, boy. He was just getting started. Basically, what's at issue here is concern that Catholics are being unfairly targeted. You see, there was a memo that leaked. According to this memo that came from the FBI, radical traditionalist Catholics are believed by the particular intelligence FBI officials that put this out to be extremist threats. And thus, they are advocating that people who are Catholic especially Catholics that happen to like going to the Latin mass, well, they need to be surveilled. So they came up with a whole list of churches. Very interesting. There was one that actually is in New Hampshire. The Sacred Heart Church in New Hampshire kind of took me off guard. So they wanted to have this whole like sting operation, right? And these Catholic churches going on. And then this thing got revealed and it's a little nuts. I'll tell you, Josh Hawley, he, he was like a dog with a bone. He would not let go. Listen to a little more here. For example, you've been asked about this already today, and frankly, your answers really astound me. This is a case where a Catholic pro-life demonstrator, father, was accused of disorderly conduct in front of an abortion center. The local prosecutor, the Philadelphia district attorney, who is a Democrat, a liberal, very progressive, declined to prosecute. There was a private suit that got dismissed. And then after all of that, your Justice Department sent between 20 and 30 armed agents in the early morning hours to the Houck's private residence to arrest this guy after he had offered to turn himself in voluntarily. Here's the photo. Once again, you can see the long guns. You can see the ballistic shields. You can see that they're wearing bulletproof vests. Why did the Justice Department do this? Why did you send 20 to 30 SWAT-style agents and a SWAT-style team to this guy's house when everybody else had declined to prosecute and he'd offered to turn himself in. Determinations of how to make... Just to clear things up, the FBI has said, no, 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 there were not 20 or 30 officers. There was not a SWAT team there. But the family, you see, they had seven kids, and the mother was really concerned. And however she conveyed it, however the family saw it, there were officers there. They did have guns. Josh Hawley showed the pictures. So whether there were three or whether there were 20, the point is they woke the guy up. They dragged him out in the wee hours of the morning. His children are crying. They don't understand what's going on. His wife is terrified. And the whole point was, well, why did you do it? Especially when he was willing to turn himself in. By the way, here's the kicker for you. The poor guy, he wasn't even guilty. They decided he was not guilty of these alleged assaults that he was said to have engaged in. So, you know, you put it all together. He is somebody who's pro-life. He's there protesting. And apparently, because the FBI must have noticed that he went to a, a Latin mass. I don't even know if that's true, but I'm assuming he's Catholic. He's got the seven kids if he went to a Latin mass, it's like game over. You know, they, they, they got, they got a, a target on you. So this is what's really, really weird. 
And Garland didn't have a great explanation. He sort of said, well, you know, the team on the ground was running it, blah, blah, blah. But let me turn back to the original memo. And this is what I believe to be quite concerning here. Because the FBI's sort of litmus test for all this is that they think Catholics have a certain fidelity to traditional views on sex and marriage which the FBI memo then deems anti-LGBTQ. So that is the heart of the issue. Apparently, there are some portions of the United States of America that just don't really go in for the whole LBTQ. (laughs) There's so many letters, they keep adding them, right? The LGBTQ, it's like a little tongue twister there. I mean, are you kidding me? That's why you're going to target people? If somebody doesn't think it's okay to live a gay or transgender lifestyle and they, they might actually believe that sex and marriage go hand in hand, then you're in jeopardy now being put on an FBI watch list? Give me a break. We ought to be able to have our own opinions. You may not agree with those opinions, but people are entitled to have them in this country. That's where our FBI is kind of losing its way. It's because it's become too political. It is politicized. It's pretty remarkable because I was looking at the FBI's memo, and in it, they cite reports that are highly, highly biased. For example, they actually turn to some data and some studies from the Southern Poverty Law Center, which typically the FBI would never bother using as a source because it is notoriously liberal. And so they like to have, say, cleaner sources, but other sources for this particular intelligence report, because nobody does their own reporting there, I guess, at the FBI. They just wait for it to get spoon-fed to them by these other outlets. They used Salon, and they also used Atlantic. So again, very liberal, very biased media sources in order to come up with this theory that anybody who goes and listens to Mass in Latin clearly is a threat to our country. You heard Senator Hawley mention something about how we do actually have real crime. I mean, you heard me talk about the border. That is real crime. We've got drug cartels that are killing people and killing our kids with this horrific stuff they're bringing in from China. You got that going on. And you do have real crime in the inner city right now. But for whatever reason, we're not paying attention to that. How can we pay attention to that when we're so busy focused on people that go to Mass every Sunday. <laughs> it's, it's really reaching a serious tipping point, as Lori Lightfoot just found out there in the Windy City of Chicago. More on that in a moment, but you know what? If you're nervous about the future, I hope you've got a really well-diversified portfolio. It's the one thing I keep communicating over and over and over again. I've told you how bad inflation was going to be. Sure enough, what did you see? In Wednesday's trading, you saw the 10-year Treasury note hit a yield above 4%. That's kind of a big deal because forever, like, they couldn't get any yield in Treasuries. Nobody could get any yield in Treasuries. Why? Because there was no inflation. Well, now we have serious, real inflation, and it's not at a good time. You get $31 trillion in debt, and now you get more inflation. I don't like the economic fundamentals that we are looking at, and it's one of the reasons, again, why I say diversify, diversify, diversify. For some people, part of that diversification may include an investment in precious metals. 
gold, silver, things that have been around for thousands and thousands of years, right? Well, if you're one of those people and you want to invest in gold or silver, I encourage you to call my friends over at Legacy Precious Metals. Wonderful group. They will guide you through everything. They can tell you exactly how it's done. They've got a free investing guide online. Go to LegacyPMInvestments.com or talk to them. They're happy to talk to you about all of it. Give them a ring. 1-866-589-0560. Again, 1-866-589-0560. Everything goes up and down, right? There's no guarantees. And there's no guarantee that gold is going to be the panacea. But I can tell you from my own personal experience, I like it only because it feels, this is a weird thing to say, but it kind of feels safe, right? If all H-E-L-L really does break loose, maybe that gold will hold up a little bit more. But again, diversification, that is critical. Turning to Lori Lightfoot, no surprise there. This was a woman who sought to divide a city that needed anything but division. That city needs to come together. People need safety in the streets. They need education in the classroom. And instead, in Chicago, those kids stayed out of school more than any other kids in the country. I mean, the inner city kids, they are the ones that really, really got hurt by COVID in terms of their educational opportunity. How can we be a fair country when you got leaders like Lightfoot out there not pushing to make sure those kids are back in school? not pushing to make sure that they are on a safe bus, on a safe street. She doesn't care about any of that. She made that evident over and over and over again. And so guess what? Voters said, you know what? We've had enough. They voted her out, which was the right thing to do. When you look at the crime statistics, I mean, just off the charts, including just this year alone, the murder rate, the highest it's ever been. When you look at robberies, incredibly insane high levels. So you know what? She got what she deserved. That's a case in which I think we can all take heart. There's an optimistic message here that Americans can only be pushed so far. Ultimately, she got 16.4% of the vote. Like this has never happened, not in 40 years. Usually you're in, you're in. She is Chicago's first incumbent mayor in four decades to be voted out with just 16.4% of the vote. So now you got Paul Dulles, you got Cook County Commissioner Brandon Johnson. They're going to be running against each other in this runoff. Cook with 35% of the vote, Johnson with 20.2%. The big runoff comes on April 4th. But again, the problem here was Lori. Crime in Chicago skyrocketed under her leadership. The murder rate, highest in 25 years. We actually saw in the first three weeks of 2023, crime rates overall jumped 61%, according to the Chicago police. You tell me how, how that woman should have ever been in office with statistics like that. It is a good thing she's gone. And Elon Musk is getting a warning. And it's not from Wall Street. It's from China. So Tesla had its big analyst day on Wednesday. Kind of a big deal. People were a little disappointed. I think a lot of folks expected that he was going to announce a really tricked-out, cheap EV that the masses could drive, but that didn't happen. He had some sort of grandiose plans for getting us off of fossil fuels in the future. But again, Wall Street wanted that $25,000 car that was going to be on the market next month, and he didn't come through with that, although a lot of people still say, if you look at the plans, if you look at the plans, it is happening. I do think it will happen. I think that 
this was not the the time or the place for whatever reason for him to tell us about this. So Tesla remains to me a very interesting company. He's a fascinating guy, just truly a visionary and has done so much that he really doesn't get credit for. But China, China's getting a little nervous because you see, they don't have the FBI there running Twitter anymore. And they don't have Joe Biden being able to exercise his power over Twitter anymore. They don't have the Democrats making sure that you only say certain things. So they may just be up a creek without a paddle now that Elon Musk is in charge of the place. Because now, well, we all know the truth. I mean, the FBI came out and said it. The U.S. Energy Department came out and said it. Forget that I said it, by the way, three years ago. Oh, that was like no-go territory. I'd never seen anything like it. It was actually really freaky. And I would, I would say to friends, I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of alarmed. Like, I feel like we live in North Korea. And the social media giants, they would very deliberately target you, and you couldn't break through. I mean, I saw it, and I used to think, well, what is that shadow banning that they're all talking about? It? Well, hello. Quick reminder, make sure that you have subscribed to my newsletter over at trishintel.com. Make sure that you have subscribed to this podcast, to my YouTube channel, to my Rumble channel. Rumble's great, right? I can get, I can speak freely there, and I've, I've been able to grow there and break through there, but it's very challenging elsewhere on the World Wide Web because they had rules. Anthony Fauci, remember, he had rules, and you were never allowed to say where... COVID-19 originated, even though my sources going back as far as January and February of 2020 that were connected to Treasury, to state, various intelligence operations, everybody believed that the most likely scenario was, yes, that it came from that Wuhan lab, the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Well, anyway, Elon Musk, he tweeted out something um, in response to an account questioning whether Dr. Anthony Fauci, former head of the NIH, was involved in the development of COVID-19 because he had funded gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab. Remember, we did that story as well, like a long time ago now, right around the time that I began this podcast. And the bots went kind of crazy because I pointed out the $600,000 that was very cleverly sent through different organizations, in fact, EcoHealth, to get it there. Well, Elon Musk knows that, too. So he responded to this tweet saying, quote, he did it via a pass-through organization, EcoHealth. That was the nonprofit group that was awarded nearly $8 million in federal research grants in order to study back coronaviruses in China. I know about 600,000, at least, that went to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. So the Global Times, that's that state-run newspaper by the CCP, they came out and said, ah, you know, Musk, that could be an example of him, quote, breaking the pot of China. So this is their warning. Well, a reporter, funny enough, who I actually used to go to high school with, this is a small world, right? She's over at CNBC, and I believe she's out of the, the Hong Kong bureau there. Her name is Eunice Yoon, and she tweeted out, that that, in fact, if you took the translation of that, what it meant was similar to don't bite the hand that feeds you. So this was a warning from China. The Chinese Communist Party is trying to threaten Elon Musk. Now, of course, he does have business over there. 
which the Chinese communist paper was very quick to point out. They noted that because he's got a factory campus in Shanghai. China is actually the company's second largest market. So you see what they're doing here. They're trying to threaten him. I don't think it's going to work. I actually think he's got bigger, loftier goals going on right now. But the Chinese, uh, well, you know, we're going to probably regret the day that Nixon went over there and opened the whole place up. At the time, it seemed like the most logical, sensible thing to do, grow their economy, make them a partner on the world stage economically. Everybody will get along. This was part of the thinking right back then. I think we've become a whole lot more protectionist since then because we've been forced to. This is the reality that we live with today, that China now has become economically so big that we now risk having a power that could be quite threatening to us in the future because with economic power generally comes military power. And that's what's happened in China. So at the time, again, you think about it, and we were in the midst of the Cold War. There were a lot of fears that China and Russia might align. We didn't want that to happen. I don't think it would have happened, actually. I don't think Russia would have really been able to help take that country forward in the way that we did. So history will probably show that we made a mistake in doing so, but I hope not. I hope that we can get the situation under control. I hope that we remember to focus and center ourselves around the things that are most important to us, most important to our economy, most important to our culture. And it's not tearing each other apart like so many politicians are trying to do right now. That's not the answer. We need to be strong. We need to come together. We need to be strong. We need to fight those forces out there that seek to undo us. Right, Fluffy? That's why Fluffy's running for president. And he's running for president. He, you know, like they say, oh, you know, he, he takes his Wheaties every day. My dog, Fluffy, <laughs> he takes his supplement, which is called Rough Greens, R-U-F-F. You get it, right? Rough Greens every single day. I sprinkle it right on top of his dinner. It was created by a wonderful man, naturopathic doctor Dennis Black, who was a Vietnam-era helicopter pilot. He was an Army Ranger, kind of just a really, really well-rounded guy who cares about health for himself and for his dogs. He's got a couple of huge dogs. I got a little guy who actually just made a wonderful little video. If you're on Instagram Reels, (laughs) he was out there on a snow day this week protecting his territory, which really was a little snowman that my kids have made for him. So he's protecting the snowman like you wouldn't believe. It's like we had 007 out there in the front yard. Anyway, he takes this rough greens every day, and it makes him stronger. It makes him fluffier. I think it makes him happier. He seems like he's in really good shape for the little guy that he is. So I encourage you to check it out. You can get a free jumpstart trial bag by going to roughgreens.com forward slash Trish. Again, roughgreens.com forward slash Trish. Go get that free jumpstart trial bag from Dr. Dennis Black and his dogs today. All you have to do is pay for shipping. I think, I think your dog will thank you. <laughs> Let Fluffy and me know what you think. Anyway, we still have a very big week ahead. Still much, much more going on as we head towards the final days The news cycle, it never ends. Doesn't it feel that way, guys? It feels like it never ends. Go over to my YouTube channel. We have tons of videos there for you every single day. Trish Regan channel is the name. Go over to my Rumble channel. We've got much more for you there as well. And we'll see you tomorrow.